Hey everybody, welcome to the Millennium Grinders. Today, I talk to Robert Murray, a brand design specialist from the United Kingdom who launched his business almost a year ago. He provides his best tips about branding and launching a business. But before getting into that episode, please note that we run into some technical issues. So his sound might not be the best, but his tips are great. So I hope you'll be able to enjoy it. Welcome to The Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Erica Peter, content marketing specialist, journalist, and founder of The Grind. So The Grind is a platform dedicated to millennial creatives and coaches. If you want to understand how to build a successful business, make sure you subscribe. Every week, I will interview millennial creatives and coaches, and I will give you marketing tips. So welcome to the family. Hello, Robert. Thank you for being on the Millennium Grinders. Hey, hello. Thank you for having me, Erica. Of course. I'm super excited to have you here. So to begin this interview, I'd like to ask you a simple question. Introduce yourself. Of course. So my name is Robert Murray, and I'm a brand creator currently working from the United Kingdom. Wonderful. Um, so if I'm not mistaken, You've worked for seven years as a creative designer before starting your own business venture. So tell me a bit about that. Yeah, of course. So uh, I worked in-house for a global financial publishing company called Treasury Today. And my main responsibilities were managing the brand identity and any kind of in-house creation that the company required. We also used to work with many, many banks. So a lot of um, tasks would be creating a content around their needs and staying in line with all these various banks, like brand identities and things like that. So, you know, very, very focused on consistent design and consistent identity for their brand. Okay. And so last year in December, you decided to start your own business venture. And I wanted to know what led you to this moment. Yeah, so I I loved my job. It was very, very rewarding. However, it got to a point after seven years, I knew the job like the back of my hand. And at that point, things started to feel a little bit stale. And I kind of wanted to challenge myself and push myself to do more. It was also... A very very huge aspect of it was working on someone else's dream and for me I wanted to venture off and create something that I could you know really call my own so I think it hit me sort of back in was like March or April 2019 I started thinking you know, what am I here to do in life do I just want to be in this company for forever or do I do I want to make something my own so that was kind of like where the shift started happening so like I'd like to know between March and December when you officially launched what did you do did you um you know build your own business as a side hustle or did you just went for it in December <laughs> so it's a little bit of a, a, a mixture here so when i started having these thoughts I thought to myself okay what do I need to do in order to start what is some kind of rough plan to get get started 
So I started uh, trying to get a few clients in, do some work for free, just to like add to my portfolio. Um, I did that. But honestly, I will say that come December time, I threw myself fully in the deep end because my thoughts of, hey, I can just build a portfolio, right? And that'll be enough was not enough. <laughs> and um, I, I will say that, you know, I was very, very naive. Um, and in, in my approach and the kind of throwing myself in the deep end probably wasn't the best idea. I could have done a lot more research into a lot of things, which we'll, we will discuss as this goes on. Um, so, you know, like you, you, you actually specialize in branding and I'd be curious to know, um, do you think that every entrepreneur should have a clear personal brand and why? Oh my God. Yes. So 100%. Um, so in, in my opinion, uh, you have a personal brand, whether you're aware of it or not. Um, so for me, like the real question is, you know, do I think that entrepreneurs should be consciously aware of their personal brand? And for that, my answer is yes. So being aware of that personal brand and understanding, understanding more about yourself having a plan to uncover exactly what it is about uh, your brand that makes you you, you know, like mapping out your most prominent qualities uh, and knowing exactly what your audience is going to resonate the most with, being very, very clear on that is absolutely crucial in order to establish anything in today's market. You know, it, it is so competitive. You need something that, makes you it's not about standing out it's just about really kind of like being you you know because there's so many similar people that, that still manage to reach out to a certain segment of an audience and it really appeals to them i can't honestly say that people are so wild and wacky that um they're like they stand out for that matter if that makes sense so people the the biggest brands like you know like Gary V, Mary Furlio, Lewis Howes, you know, they're not crazy, like, standout factor. They just, they have a very, very important message that appeals to many, many people. Mm -hmm. Speaking about all that, what are, according to you, the most common mistakes that people do when it comes to personal branding? Yeah, sure. So one of the things I've seen a lot of um, is jumping in for the wrong reasons. So you know people think that your personal brand is like your highway ticket to making money and becoming an influencer but these reasons alone are incredibly self-serving it's that kind of message that you put out and make like obvious to the people that dis that deters them because anybody in it to who says i'm doing this i'm building my personal brand to become an influencer i feel instantly loses that kind of alignment because people can't get behind that you know um people get behind individuals of purpose you know of values um that have a real desire to want to help the audience that they tend to serve um so i noticed that you're only starting to be active if i'm not mistaken please correct me uh in march on instagram so i wanted to know first of all like before getting into instagram and so forth what happened between late december and 
uh, March, you know, like what were you doing in between, you know, because today Instagram is really part of your branding strategy. So what happened during those three months? Yeah, so between December and March, I was doing a few projects for clients, free work to, to build up that collateral. Um, I was also experimenting at the time more with platforms like Facebook. And honestly, I put a lot of time into Facebook and didn't see a lot of success. It was so hard to build a community, find the right community too, that was interested in the message that I was sharing um, and nothing was really sticking. So I ended up obviously over that course of time exploring new options and finally came to Instagram. Okay, I get it. So, okay, so now today um, you have over 6,000 followers on Instagram and I'm sure that along the way you've learned a lot of things and I wanted to know what are the five tips you'd like to share with our listeners about growing their Instagram account? Yeah, great. So um, my five tips would be know why you want to start your Instagram page. You know, know exactly what it is that's driving you and understand whether or not that driving factor is strong enough to keep you committed to working almost every day on marketing yourself. So that's tip number one. Number two is have a plan, set yourself goals daily, weekly to kind of map out exactly what it is that you're going to achieve, you know, who who you could reach out to, to collaborate with in order to achieve, you know, your goals. Uh, number three is don't expect overnight success. <laughs> um, and number four, don't compare yourself to others. Um, this is your journey and comparison for me is a killer. Um, enjoy your journey. Enjoy building your brand and helping the people that you want to help. And lastly, it kind of comes off number four, is that do your research on your competitors. Don't compare yourself to your competitors, but do research exactly what it is that's working for them. You know, what are their strengths and what are their weaknesses? What could you do better than them? Can you beat their strengths? You know, is it um, feasible that you are actually better in some way, you know? Um, or where exactly are they falling short? What need is not being fulfilled right now through their content that you can pinpoint and start offering that to carve your own segment of your, you know, your audience? You know, the, the thing that I love the most uh, that you said is enjoying we forget that if you're not enjoying the process, you're also communicating it to your audience. Um, I wanted to know what was bringing you more leads and opportunities. Are, are, are they those lives that you do? Um, you know, like, is it spending many hours on Instagram? What works best for you? I've noticed that the biggest driving factor is video. Any kind of video content is the best way to get leads and to close sale because people get a feel for who you are. They decide then and there if this is the kind of person that they want to work with. And stories too, you know, like because they're so in the moment on Instagram, it's kind of hard to script them, have like a piece of paper in front of you and record like a 10 second story. Um, so I kind of feel like that too and, and it's it's such a personal way to kind of 
really appeal to that much smaller segment of people that are really invested in what you have to say, you know, and when you're talking to them and helping them, what almost feels like a little bit more one-on-one, I feel like that, that leads people into your inbox, but you also need to have that lead into the inbox. I think that selling is crucial on Instagram and don't be afraid of it. So just to kind of talk on that is when you're using your stories and building that personal connection with your audience, every piece of content has to have a purpose. So let's say that you put up a single post, go in your stories and talk about that and then talk about, you know, is this something that you're struggling with? DM me, let's work on this. And it's it's simple things like that. that I kind of feel like is then telling people, oh, this this person's not just sharing content for the sake of it. They are also trying to help me with this problem. So we talked about you being on the platform since March and like creating content and so forth. Sometimes it can be difficult to come up with ideas of what to share, what to post. So how do you find content inspirations? That's a really good question. So for me, my favorite is market research. And by that, I mean, ask people what they need and what their biggest challenges are. It's through that question alone that you are saying to people, I want to know because I want to solve. And so that would be my biggest. I I used a reel uh, earlier this week because I knew that the, the visibility on reels is super high. I asked, what's the biggest challenges that you're struggling with? Um, regarding your visual identity right now and I got so much feedback and responses from people I now have like 10 content ideas to deliver for people but lastly um, it's just the comment section alone so any post that you've created it almost inspires your next idea because there's going to be so many questions for people who may not be fully aware of the process that you end up being able to dive a little bit deeper into something or answering a very specific problem for someone directly, you know, and just turning that into a content piece because you can be guaranteed if one person has that question, more people do. How much time actually do you spend on Instagram? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I spend about four hours a day. Oh, on- wow. Yep. So, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> And that that has been reduced dramatically. So I when I first started, I was spending in excess of 10 hours per day on Instagram trying to kick it off the ground. But the moment I spent less time on Instagram and being more focused on what exactly am I going to put into the content and focusing less on engaging around on everybody's pages but more focusing on quality over quantity so jumping into people's dms and speaking to them has been a a big factor and a you know a huge way to actually build the loyalty that i would prefer from people because you can't connect with people in a comment section i really love that um so i actually have some question about it when people get into my dms and the first thing they're trying to do is to sell me something, it turned me off. Like, it really turned me off because I just want to tell them, do you want to get to know me a little bit? You know what I mean? I'm a human being, right? Um, so I was wondering what works best, you know, for you when you're connecting with people in their DMs. 
so for me, it's to be a friend. Um, that very much aligns with you know, my values and my personality. I'm incredibly friendly. I usually have inbound leads rather than outbound because anybody that I'm developing like you know a, a relationship with, I don't want it to be revolved around me selling a product. I want it to be revolved around me selling myself. I want them like um and i and i, I want to like them too you know it's not just oh i'm going to reach out to everybody and they're all going to be my friends I, I want to develop real relationships with real people that align with who i am as a person is is instagram bringing you the most leads or do you get leads from somewhere else yeah so i would say instagram has been bringing me the most leads and again, I would say that that's very much down to the lives and the stories that I put out there. Okay, so you launched your company, Bubble Brand, almost a year ago. Yep. And I'd be curious to know, what did you learn in a year? What would you have done differently? Oh, yeah. So um, in terms of what did I learn, it would have been the importance of being very, very clear about your offer from the start, because I was not. Uh, mm -hmm. I learned very quickly, but the first couple of months were a, a, a bit of a bit of confusion. <laughs> and, um, you know, I knew nothing about social media marketing before December. So I learned that all off my own back. I had no prior experience to it. You know, I, I knew what branding was, but marketing was just alien. <laughs> um, in terms of what I would have done differently, it would have been to have been more consistent uh, from the start and to have um, you know, worked a hell of a lot harder for bigger results in a shorter space of time. So I would have, I would have like attacked everything um, a lot harder. I would have put absolutely everything into it like I'm doing right now so that 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 effort's really rewarded because it takes time but the more effort you put in the more you get out of it makes sense yeah it makes sense so um do you still work alone or do you now have some help oh i still work alone it's all me <laughs> <laughs> that's great i mean like uh, you you're one man show and i love that <laughs> um Okay, so, you know, like I was saying earlier, you have to keep on growing your business, which means promoting it on social media, doing outreach, but also, uh, you know, like you have to work on the business itself, meaning working on your client's projects. And I wanted to know how do you actually handle it all? Because, you know, like it's, it's difficult, you know, like sometimes to find a way to allocate enough time on self-promotion, but also enough times on client's projects. So how do you handle it all? Yeah. So for me, it's being really strict with myself and, you know, also knowing when to say no to social media. Um, a, social media can become an addiction, right? Right. And the way that the, the algorithm works is that it rewards the regular users and it doesn't really reward inactive users. And I feel like this kind of triggers this mentality of I need to post every day. It becomes that addiction where or even it's not so much an addiction, but a habit. So 
you start posting every day because you hear that you should and then it becomes like ingrained into your daily routine and you feel like you have to do it um but something really really important is when you're you're getting these leads through and you're closing clients that when you actually have to do work for a client and you know that they have their own set of goals that you need to achieve for them and they have deadlines that they need it by then you have to prioritize that over everything i i feel like nurturing the clients that are paying you will see better results because these are the people that you are really serving i i know that the audience and a community is huge but you can you can hop on a story to let your community know exactly what's going down right now what you can't do is put your client off and fail to deliver so I, I feel like just being strict with yourself and knowing that if there is a time where you need to put your all into a client project, you need to learn to say no to social media, you know? Yeah, it makes sense. But also what I would add to that is, uh, you know, like the value of a client, because yes, you're going to work on their project. Of course, they're paying you. But if things end up well, they, they'll be the one saying, Robert is doing a great job. And they will bring you other clients. It makes sense to really focus on them, you know? I wanted to know as well, speaking about everything that you do, how do you stay motivated? Yeah, so for me, it's always been to live my why. So I'm here to help people create the business that they love. And I share content that helps people to do that. So we discussed this earlier on, you know, about knowing your why and the importance of it to keep you driven to do what you want to do. So that is my motivation, is that I never lose that sense of, I want to share things with people that's going to help. And when I'm doing that, that makes me happy. Moving on to uh, being a brand, you know, like a design specialist, there are some people who are in that field that will be listening to this podcast episode. And I wanted to know what advice would you give them um, about trying to make a career as a brand design specialist absolutely so obviously if you're in any kind of design field your first point of action would be to learn the fundamental design principles and you really do just need the basics simplicity is key in any kind of brand and then i would say that learning how to properly present your work uh, as a brand designer is really really important you know, you, you want to sell your idea and presentation is key here. And with that presentation comes having a process that backs up your design decisions. Um, so being able to speak about why something is a certain color, why something is a certain shape, it positions you as the expert because you're talking about things in a way that is, it's clear to them, but they may not have thought about that you know just understanding that speaking to speaking to those very crucial points to sell a client and to have them invested in your idea that you're presenting is absolutely crucial mm -hmm. um and really listening intently to obviously what the client's needs are and going deeper and building that relationship with them 
in order to find out those um, values that are important to the business and you know those personality traits you know having that in place dig deep understanding exactly what that business is so that when you work on their brand design you're bringing you're bringing the business to life and you're creating something that really aligns with their target audience so i have a last question for you mm-hmm. I wanted to know if you could provide five tips that you consider very important for solo entrepreneurs trying to grow their business. Yeah, so and we've touched on this. The very first point is know your why and then know what you want to achieve. Why are you doing this is great, but then having, having a vision in mind of exactly what you would like to achieve on your, um, you know, your your business endeavors, and then finally having a plan mapped out exactly what goals, what tasks, you know, who you need to work with, what tools that you need to use. Have that all packaged up into a solid plan. Write all of this down because it's this that keeps you on track and it keeps you motivated. So those were three tips. If that wasn't that wasn't clear hopefully you got that and then uh four number four is to be very clear about the results that your offer brings to your you know your ideal client being able to communicate benefit over what it is you know people people don't care about the features of your product or your service like hey i'm a web designer or you know hey i'm a consultant they don't want to know your audience want to know what is the value for me? How does this make me feel? And what does this help me achieve? Finally, point uh, number five, my tip number five is to <laughs> use social media to share your why. <laughs> you know, be very committed to showing up in any way possible to kind of say like, you know, this is my mission, guys. And I want to give this like, you know, any any kind of tip that you can give and then lead that into why this is important to you. You know, share your values, go on the stories and show your personality. Just do everything that can show the world who you are because that visibility is going to keep you on top of people's minds. And if your message is strong, then people align with you. Yes, I love that. Well, Robert, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. It was really a pleasure having you on the show. And uh, before closing, I'd like you to tell people how they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you can find me either on Instagram, and that's at the Robbie Murray, or you can visit me on my website, which is bubblebranding.com. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Erica, thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any suggestions of Millennium Grinders you'd like me to interview, send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is thegrind.inc. Have a great one.